Hi, I'm Ted Zoller, and you're tuned into On the Heels of Innovation, a podcast powered by the Entrepreneur's Genome Project at University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. How is it that some people are successful in pushing their ideas further and faster than the rest of the world? What characteristics do they share? Which skills did they work to hone? And what lessons have they uncovered through each step forward and back that can inspire you to accelerate your own ideas for a business or venture? This podcast will explore the perspectives, insights, and journeys of innovators and entrepreneurs who combine creative thinking and perseverance to go beyond the expected. On the Heels of Innovation is powered by the Entrepreneur's Genome Project, which is a research initiative that I lead with my students in the Entrepreneur's Lab class at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill, revealing the DNA that makes up successful entrepreneurs. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the podcast On the Heels of Innovation Next Gen, and I'm your host, Akib Khan. On Next Gen, I sit down with college students who are blazing their own path in entrepreneurship. On today's episode, we will hear from trailblazing entrepreneurs I met at the 2018 UNC Innovation Showcase, hosted by Innovate Carolina. The first venture we will learn about today is Code Stories. Code Stories is an online platform that teaches users how to code in relation to their career track. Let's listen to the insights and stories co-founder Kimiko and Jasim had to share. My name is Jasim. I'm a graduate student here at UNC in bioinformatics, and I am the one of the co-founders and CEO of Code Stories. My name is Kimiko. I am also a uh, bioinformatics graduate student, and um, I uh, am a co-founder and I'm the CTO of Code Stories. Fantastic. So can you give me a quick 30-second elevator pitch about Code Stories? Code Stories is an online platform that teaches you how to code in a way that is super relevant to your career and the type of data analysis that you want to do. And we do that in an interactive, fun way by centering each course around a fun, entertaining story. Fantastic. So who is the ideal customer for Code Stories? To start our sort of beachhead market are graduate students, for example. And since we're both in the biology field, we are starting with biologists. But uh, long-term is really anyone who spends time dealing with data on their computer, which is a lot of people, right? It doesn't matter if you're trying to manipulate an Excel file by hand and don't want to do that, or if you're trying to scrape data from websites. There are all sorts of automatable things that we could teach you to do. What was the idea? What ignited the spark to start Code Stories? Sure, yeah. Um, so Jasim and I, as he said, are both um, computational biologists. And so we have a biology background, and we work with a lot of biologists. And what we found was that a lot of biologists work with a huge amount of data. But a lot of times they don't know how to manage all of it. And data is just growing in amounts. And you need to be able to use coding as a tool in order to... Uh, uh, be able to sort through all that data and get uh, results from all of it. While working and developing code stories, what were some obstacles that you had to overcome? Probably the biggest obstacle is going to be developing the course content. So doing uh, a biology course is pretty simple because we know a ton of biology. And the way that we plan to get good at other things is through our friends, basically. The really cool thing about being at UNC and being in RTP in general is that we have a huge amount of expertise, right? So maybe our next course is going to be 
uh, for chemistry students. And I have a, a friend in graduate school who uh, is in chemistry. And so we can, we can use his expertise and, and form it into our uh, curriculum platform setup. So what do you think are vital skills for student entrepreneurs to have? Um, so what I found, I'm not an entrepreneur at all, but what I found that's been really helpful is just going out there and talking to people and figuring out what exactly is their problem. Um, you can have an idea of what your ideal customer might need, but you're never going to really fully understand what that is until you talk to a, a large amount of people, not just one, not just five, like a ton. It's definitely critical. Like I said, we're only good at a very small amount of computer science in different fields. And so in a way, our entire uh, business is built around networking and, and listening to people and um, both on the customer side of things and with our future co-workers. What advice would you have for other grad students who want to start their own entrepreneurial journey and start a venture? I would say more important than anything else is care about what you're doing. Right? It sounds a little bit cliche, but a vast majority of the actual man hours is not that enter entertaining or easy. It's definitely a lot of stress and a lot of hard work. And so the way to get through that is by wanting to spend your time doing this more than really any other thing that you could be doing right now. Um, I would say to not be uh, shy of going and talking to experts who really know what they're doing. If your background um, is different than what you're trying to get into, then make sure that you make friends with people with uh, you know, w what you're trying to get into. So I want to talk a bit about knowledge versus skills. So as grad students in bioinformatics, you both have a lot of knowledge in this discipline. But what do you think about the idea of skills. Do you think skills and knowledge are interchangeable or do you think one is needed more than the other in entrepreneurship? That's an interesting question. Um, I recently heard someone say that being an entrepreneur is not that hard and that it's more just a lot of effort. And I, I don't think I necessarily agree with that because it's not hard in the sense that physics or chemistry is hard, but it's a whole nother set of skills that you definitely have to develop. Um, being at, being able to network and talk to people like we just were talking about is is a skill. Being able to present and convince people that your idea isn't uh, total garbage is a skill. When you're just starting out, being able to demonstrate and show your passion in a way that other people say, "Hey, I'm on board with this." That's a skill, and and it's you're not going to get anywhere without that. So I want to talk a bit about the resources that were available to you at UNC. So can you talk a bit about how critical the resources were at UNC while you were building out your venture? Super critical. Um, so I'm a biologist. I sit at my desk all day. Uh, I have never talked or networked really as far as companies go. Um, and so UNC startup uh, is a class that's hosted in the business school or it's taught in the business school and um, they really put you into contact with um, people who uh, are venture capitalists or people who have taught uh, business school before and so they really can provide not just like the knowledge that you need to know about business but the strategies and um, they're coming from fresh out of the field and so they know what's current. I would just say if you have a chance to take that course, the Startup UNC course, then do it. It's potentially the most useful class that I've taken during my graduate school career. And, and part of that is because it's orthogonal and a totally new uh, adventure for me. But the other part of it is the fact that 
uh, Don and Dave and Randy and Scott and all of the other teachers do just a fantastic job showing why things are relevant and keeping you engaged and making it uh, a useful class. Can you talk a bit about team dynamics and how important it is to have a team while working on a venture? I don't think I have anything new here to say, but um, if you if you talk to angels or uh, VC capitalists, they're going to say um, that the team is the most important thing that they look for. And and I've definitely found that to be true. You're as as a founder, I'm not going to be able to do everything myself. Uh, and so I have to be able to rely on my teammates to fill in for all of my weaknesses. And without that, I'm never going to get this off the ground. All right. I just talked to Code Stories, Jasim and Kimiko. Thank you both so much for this wonderful interview. Thank you. The second venture we will learn about today is Aloha. Aloha is an offline social networking app that allows students to connect and meet new people on campus. Yeah, so Aloha is an offline social network. You know, it connects you to the other students on campus who want to meet new people, make new friends, or maybe just pass the time with someone as opposed to with Facebook. It shows you who around you wants to meet someone new and it gives you a reason to go talk to them. And I'm really excited about its potential because, you know, with something like this, then suddenly you have a way more open campus. Everybody's going to the union. They're talking to people, meeting up. Because the way, the way it is right now in a lot of these public spaces is you have people pretty much being alone together rather than just being together. So what was the spark that made you want to create Aloha? You know, I was, uh, I'm an out-of-state student, and I came to UNC knowing absolutely nobody. Uh, Walked into a dining hall on my first day, and I was like, okay, who do I sit with? You know, I, like, there, there were all these people that all seemed to know each other already, but I didn't. What I actually did is I would just sit down at random tables and meet new people. Some of those conversations went well, some of those didn't, because I found that some people wanted to hang out with new people and some people were just like I'd really rather just be on my own or be with my friends you know and the great thing about Aloha is it takes out that guessing game it shows you who exactly wants to meet new people you know every time you go active on this app it's like putting out an open invitation to the other people in the room like in Lenore Dining Hall in the Union maybe the bottom of uh, bottom of Lenore or like the UL or something. It's like an open invitation to just like come join me. What advice would you have for other students who want to start their own entrepreneurial journey at UNC? Yeah, so I might give a little bit of a controversial an- answer, but my thought process is I think that continuously taking entrepreneurship classes and business classes just kind of perpetuates the myth that you tell yourself that like oh I just need to learn one more thing before I start this business you know when you start a company you don't know what you don't know until you have to find out you know you're going to find out very quickly what you don't know and you're going to need to deal with it and it doesn't matter how many classes you've taken so I'd say like if you've got an idea Don't worry about like the classes you're in or the classes that you still need to take. Just get started. Uh, Maybe find someone that's interested in it. Get working on it with them. If you've got an idea for an app and maybe you don't know how to code, 
don't let that stop you. All you got to do is you can start sketching out how the designs might work just on pencil and paper. Anyone can do that. You know, I think that I, I will say I definitely do think that the classes here are helpful. They've helped me a lot, especially when I was working with the team. Uh, they gave me, like, for example, lean startup knowledge that helped me run the team more efficiently. Uh, I guess the other piece of advice I would have is if you're in an entrepreneurship class and you have a class project that's like start a business and have a pitch by the end of the semester, take that as an opportunity to actually get started on something because you've got a team with you. You might as well. So I want to ask one more question about team. So how do you go about building and finding team members and co-founders to join your team while you build out a venture? Yeah, I'd say the biggest thing with that is find someone who is just as interested in the purpose of the app or the idea as you, you know, because... Having a sense of purpose is what really works to motivate yourself before you get money. You know, like Aloha right now, it's not going to make money for a little while. You know, it, right now it's free and it's going to be free for a while. Um, and so what keeps me moving is the fact that I'm so obsessed with the purpose of it if this works out then suddenly like the campus becomes a much more open place people can automatically easily go out and make new friends and in doing so improve both their mental physical and also social well-being that keeps me going you know but if you aren't paying someone you know because they're your co-founder then if they don't have that sense of purpose, they're not going to go home after a long day of classes and work on the thing. They're going to go home and watch Netflix, you know, so you got to have you got to just make sure that you're really on the same page with that, at least. If you had to pick one defining character trait or skill an entrepreneur should have, what do you think that skill or character trait is? Openness to feedback, because... You know, I don't think that any entrepreneur should have their first product be exactly what their first idea for the product should be. Because, you know, your original idea, it's going to be informed by all of your assumptions about the way the world works and the way consumers behave, you know, but then you go out and you talk to a lot of people and you realize very quickly, like, not everybody thinks the same way as I do. Not everybody would use this app the same way that I do. You know, it, you got to be open to that feedback and be willing to incorporate that into something that's better than your original idea. What do you think is the formula for success for an entrepreneur? Self-confidence to the point of hubris. Uh, <laughs> you've got, I, I've met a lot of entrepreneurs in my day. You know, I'm from Boulder, Colorado, and there's a pretty big entrepreneurship community there. And I think pretty much every entrepreneur you're going to meet, they all think that they're better than average at what they're doing. And, you know, you've got to. If you're going to be taking the risk that it takes to get something started, knowing that, like, what is it, like some 90% of startups fail within their first year, you've got to be very confident in what you're doing. So... I'd say basically you just got to be confident and you've got to be a doer, you know, like 
you can't just be this sort of person that just thinks about it all the time. You got to actually start putting pencil on paper and getting work done. Uh, but beyond that, I don't, I don't really think that there's a formula to it. You know, I, I've met entrepreneurs from all sorts of backgrounds with all sorts of interests. You know, sometimes it's just like there's a cause that they're really into that they want to work on. And sometimes they just find a way to make a quick buck. You know, it doesn't really matter. Uh, I think that all you got to do is, you know, you've just got to be confident in your abilities and get moving. Thank you so much, Rob, for all the insights you had to share. Thank you for doing the podcast and for coming to the showcase. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Uh, you put on a great event. A huge round of applause to Kimiko, Jasim, and Rob for these fantastic interviews. I'm Akib Khan, and thank you so much for listening to On the Heels of Innovation.